Todd Ennis, From Trials to Triumphs. Turn your life around and be better for it. Hear from those who've done it tough and triumphed. Hear how you can do the same. Welcome to the podcast. So today's guest on Trials to Triumph is our podcast. And my first guest today is Rob Atherton. Rob's a, a close friend of mine. Rob's also sponsoring the show and um, allowing me to set this podcast up. So I appreciate that, Rob. Rob's got quite a unique story, and I think he defines the trials to triumph. So I'll introduce Rob Atherton. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. Good to see you. What are you up to <clears throat> these days? Just these days, I concentrate on work, basically keeping healthy. Uh, my mind focus is to keep healthy. Seeing as the, the sort of shocking things I went through in my life, yeah. The last sort of 10 years, that's my main focus. I sort of have a work balance with uh, health and work. like to have a few beers still, don't you worry? Yeah, yeah no, I know yeah. that. I've, I've been there with you for a few. And your family, Rob? You're quite a family man. Yeah, yeah, I've got a mixed family. Met my wife sort of when the kids were young. Uh, she had two ki- young kids. I had two young ones as well. We had one together, so yep. between us there's five kids, mainly in the teenage ages now so sort of off our hands except for the little fella frank yep yep but you know he's been a, a blessing for us he has his little champion yeah when we first met each other rob what are your recollections of our first sort of meeting down at the gym well i first seen you at a pub actually yeah right <laughs> i thought who's this cat dickhead but <laughs> <laughs> the peacock i think you call me <laughs> yeah the peacock he had his feathers fluffing out at the bloody down in the 16 footers there, you only have to laugh and get kicked out of that joint. Yeah, that's, that hasn't changed. But I know, I just thought you, uh, I think we, I came met you when I was getting over the sepsis. Yep. And we got training together and thought you were a good bloke and good at what you do. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. well, I remember young Rob Atherton walking in the gym a little bit uh, underdone, just come through all that sickness and health. And mm. in, a, in a short period of time, I've never seen someone that I've trained in the gym defy odds like you your determination your mindset towards achieving whatever you want to do no matter what anyone told you is probably one of your one of your greatest strengths that i find in, a, in my friendship with you uh, i've never met someone with a mindset like yours and i'd like to talk a little bit more about that today as to some of the stuff that you've been through and how you found your way to have this great success now and this strength and mindset that is pretty much unbreakable. Tell us about some of the stuff that, with your health in particular, Rob, that um, that you fought back from. Well, I'll give you a bit of a history, I suppose. It started in 2013. I sort of woke up uh, with rheumatoid arthritis, and I didn't know what the hell that was. I, I got diagnosed with it, and it sort of attacks your joints in your body. It's autoimmune, so that's an autoimmune disease in our family. So this was the start of my pretty well bad luck i suppose that's the way you put it so i got the rheumatoid i got that under control got over that so i was just on medications and then about 2017 i was i was watching the melbourne cup on my second beer i just felt freezing cold i've never felt so cold in my life i'd freezing to the bone and i thought what the hell's going on here you know i said to emma my wife i said so get me some blankets so i put about eight blankets on myself yeah right i was just freezing to the bone and I, that night i started seeing spots and all sorts of things started heating up so i called the ambulance so my wife gave me about 10 panadols so at that time we actually i sent him away i said look mate sorry to waste your time i feel good now yeah right. <laughs> but subsequently in the morning i got worse and worse 
uh, Emma was out doing something. Frank was at uh, daycare. Mm. I just remember like going downhill real quick. Like I was on my bed. I just took all my clothes off. I was that hot. And that's pretty well the last thing I remember. But I do remember trying... I could hear Emma in the kitchen. So I'm trying to yell out to her in the kitchen, but I couldn't talk. I had no, nothing in me. I couldn't even talk. Fuck me. So what happened was Emma had to get Frank early from school because he was sick. Yeah. So she picked him up. And that's what pretty well saved my life. Because by the time Emma got back, I was in no shape. I was bloody delusional. I, was, I don't remember anything. Yeah. The paramedics were called. Basically, I had no blood pressure in my body. No detectable pulse. Fuck. So I was pretty well dead on my bed. They took me to the John Hunter and, and that, I don't remember anything else after that. I, was, I don't remember getting an ambulance or anything like that. Mm. I got to the John Hunter and I was in intensive care for about a week. I got out of that. I woke up. I was, I was unconscious for the whole time. Yeah. And I had sepsis. Yeah, right. What, what's sepsis? It's like a blood infection. And when it gets hold of you, like it did with me, mm. like many people die of it because they think it's the flu. Right. Which my wife thought it was the flu. Yeah. But when it gets hold of you, you go into what they call septic shock. Right. And that causes an inflammation response in your body mm. and just shuts down all your organs, which is what happened to me. Yeah, right. So, basically, I've been very unlucky but very lucky. Yeah. Like I had, the, at the time, there was the best emergency doctor in New South Wales on shift. Right. And I actually end up moving across the road from him believe it or not <laughs> yeah, right. um, i do believe it but um he, he he hit me as hard as he could without actually knocking me right off mm. so he got me back yeah that what a recovery that was yeah i mean i had this the sepsis actually landed in my heart right fuck and i remember the specialist come in so there's a big, big shadow in your heart here and I, the last person i've only seen this once the last person that i've seen this he died two days later fuck I was just thinking, oh, shit, I'm... Are you going? I'm gone. Mm. But anyway, I got over that. Then it landed in my eye, went blind in my right eye. Yeah. Couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything for months. But then I got over it. That's where I met Sakio Bicker. Yep, yep. The boxer. The boxer. And then we, he started coming around to my house and just doing very light training sessions. Yep. And that's when I met you. We yep. started doing the weights, just trying to rebuild the body. So I think from going through a six-month ordeal like I went through... It just in that ordeal too, Rob. You you were given no chance, weren't you? You were given no chance. Uh, well, I was very lucky to live, put it that way. Yeah. Like uh, I was very lucky not to lose my limbs. Mm. But no one said I had no chance. But in my own head, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was one point there when I was real crook when I woke up from intensive care. I was seeing, and this is no bullshit, I was seeing spirits, those old women with a, with a real painful look on their faces. <laughs> I a, they were screeching up in front. Honestly, I only seen them for about a week. Yeah. And I seen bloody monsters and all sorts of things. And I thought, coming to the end. This is the devil coming to yeah. get me, all the bad things I've done in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, like, you know, like, yeah, that, that's, that's a true story, that, 100%. I don't know if I was delusional or what was going on, but I dead set seen them. Yeah, and so just just on that, what, at what point, Rob, did you uh, decide that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down like this? Like I'm not gonna fucking go out this way. Well, yeah, you know, I only had a son, Frank. He was would have been at that stage. He would have been four year old. So yeah, yeah. And I had all my other kids, and like when you get to that stage where you you're on deathbed. Yeah. So to speak, you sort of you don't think about bills to pay or, or you know, oh, I've got to get that quote out or bloody yeah, this sure. bloke owes me money. 
Yep, yep, yep. But all you think about is surviving for your kids, and I didn't want to go because I wanted to see Frank grow up and and things like that. So that's what spurred me on. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember even being in the community and that where we where we're from, and everyone was, you know, have you heard what's happened to Rob? He's gone. Like he he won't live. Yeah. You know, a lot of people were were pretty upset and shocked. Yeah. You know, next but, next minute you're home and you're doing a bit of boxing and you you've come to the gym and. Yeah. People were starting to think, fuck, this, this is a miracle, you know? Is that what it felt like? It was a miracle in some ways because, medically, because one thing that happened with the rheumatoid arthritis, mm. that, that, that disappeared. Yeah, right. So I don't know how the... I haven't had a symptom since that sepsis wow. occurrence, so I don't know how the hell that happened because mm. I was on medication for that and that sort of disappeared, so... Yeah. I don't know what happened there. Whether the immune system rebooted itself through the uh, septic shock. Yep. I'm not quite sure, but uh, that, was, that, was a, that was a tough time, but I had good people around me, like yep. good mates and good trainers. and mm. So that's, that's how I got through that. But that was only, you know, that was just a, a sort of, what do they call it, an entree. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was an entree for things to come for me. Like, yep. you know, I, was just, I used to travel past that John Arnold Hospital. I'd go, oh, geez, I'm glad I'm not back in there. But little did I know. <laughs> yeah, right. So you're not out of the woods. Hey? You're not out of the woods. I'm out of the woods with that one. Yeah. That sepsis. But yeah. then in so I pretty well got over the sepsis, got mm. myself fit again, strong. Yep. yep. Stronger than I've been in, in many years. And then so I got back into work at that time. I had probably we were doing Kempsey Jail, which is a multi million dollar job. Yep. We had other projects. We had we had about sixty employees at the time. Yeah, wow. So we were pumping and I was on sites and um, working 12 hours a day and and then my buddy, uh, I started pissing buddy like a, just about night time there, just frequent urination but it was like a uh, tea coloured urine. Yeah, okay. So I was just thinking, oh, this is probably nothing, I'll just let it go and I actually went to the doctors because I had a throat infraction. Yeah, and I right. thought, should I mention this bloke or not? And I said, ah, oh, no, stuff it. He said, hey, we'll just have a blood test. Yeah. Never mentioned my um, symptoms. Yeah. And I got the blood test. I thought, oh, I've got to get back to work. I haven't got time for a blood test. Screwed it up, put it in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> and this was months before the big event happened to me. Yeah, right. And this is when the disease that actually did kick off was in the start of its process. And to this day, I just think, geez, I should have bloody... Had that blood test. Had that bloody blood oh. test. Told the doctor, you know, between a typical male, you sort of think, oh, I've stuffed it. I've probably did a bit of dehydration. Yeah. Yeah. So then I landed with the big punch. Mm. It was the... I uh, was about to head to America to watch Sakio fight. Yep. Me and the missus and I had a vomiting bug because we all used to share each other's water at the bloody <laughs> the job, the the job site. And you know, one of the young blokes gave me this thing. So I thought, I'll just go get to the hospital and check myself out. And yeah. I did get a blood test and they said, mate, your bloody kidney functions down to 28%. Yeah, right. So that's low. Usually you run at about 80 to 90% okay. in, a, in a person, a healthy male. Yep. So it was down to 28% and they sort of sent me home, but they couldn't find out what it was and they mm. stuffed up, up a few tests. At, and that, but that's another story, that one. That's, that's something I can't really disclose here. Yeah, okay. They sent me home and that was the start of a horrendous part of my life. Like this was worse than sepsis. Yeah, okay. It was bloody terrible. Like I was at the John Hunter Hospital having the kidney biopsy and they come back to me and said, mate, you got the most f aggressive form of kidney disease autoimmune you can get yeah fuck 
And I go, what is it? And they go, it's good pastures slash anti-GBM. It means your own body is attacking your filters in your, oh, in your kidney. Yeah, right. And it's an aggressive form. So by this time, I was piss- pissing pure blood. Yep. So they rocked me into the dialysis center. Mm. And I said, what the hell is dialysis? Yeah. What is it? It's like a form of, that's the bloody dialysis there. Yeah, I can see it on, your on my arms. But where they put blood in, blood out. So they take all your blood out. Yep. For five hours. Yep. And they re- re- recircle it through, a, through oh. a bloody filter. Yeah, right. That puts clean blood back into your body. What do you feel like in that five hours while the blood? Oh, mate, it's bloody like having a flu times ten. Yeah, right. Or maybe having a, he- a hangover times a hundred. And every day you have to do this. Every three days a week, five hours a day. Ah, yeah, but right. But like you talk about mindset, like this happened. I, I still was doing the Kempsey Jail, mm. and so I thought I'm not telling anyone. Fucking me. I'm not going to tell anyone that what I'm going through. So just, I'll just jump in. So you're you're getting dialysis three times a week for five hours a day, mm. and then you're going back up to Kempsey to work. Well, I, I couldn't drive because I was too rooted. So I got uh, my mate Toddy Hamilton. Yep. He was uh, driving me up. Wow. We'd have to stop off for a buddy pie and a can of coke every two hours for the big fella. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he got me there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was hard. Like you'd, I'd have to sort of put some cold water on my head, bloody shake myself off and go into these big construction meetings. Unreal. And just put it to the side and bloody, I was, I was anemic as well. So I was, when you've got no, I don't know if you know what anemic means, but it's when you've got no red blood cells in your, in your body and it carries oxygen to your muscles. Right. So like, that was, that was tough going. But, you know, that's, that's what I did. Yeah. You know, and, you know, so I thought to myself, stuff there, so I'm going to find out some alternate ways. Yeah, okay. Just not conventional ways of how to try heal myself. Yeah. Because they told me kidneys could not be healed. Right. I did a bit of research on mindfulness and mm. and actually totally concentrating your mind on a... So what I did, I, I got a picture of a kidney. Mm. I, I, sliced, I got, a, got a cross-section of it, sliced it in half, and it was a healthy kidney with all the gloomy eye and all the filters working properly. Yeah, yeah. So when I was doing my acupuncture, mm. I started doing acupuncture as well. Yeah, okay. I, all I would do was focus on this kidney for the whole hour. That's hard to do. Yeah, would but I, I, I trained myself so that I could do it. Mm-hmm. So I kept on telling the dialysis nurses, you know, my kidney's coming back. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they go, no, it's not. Yeah. No, no one comes. That no, doesn't work like that. Yeah, okay. No, I said, bullshit. It's coming. I can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Bloody nine months later, yeah, they ring me up. With the blood test, and they say, mate, your kidneys come back to 20%. Yeah, wow. So, um, <laughs> I said, I fucking told you. Through I told you. Said, well, I, well, look, I don't know, mate. I don't know. There's no proof of it, but yep. th- I don't know. It could have just happened. I don't know. I can't explain it really, but I did. I had the hyperbaric chamber. Mm-hmm. I bought one of those for myself. So, I was doing that, acupuncture. I was doing the, the mindset stuff. Yep. And I was just totally focused on it. So put it this way, if you had to lay down, curled up in a bed and said, I'm done, I can't beat this, do you think you'd be standing here right now? No, I think I'd be I'd be probably dead. You'd be gone. Yeah, I'd be so. probably dead, for sure. You know, I should have died a couple of times. But So anyway, they rang me up and typical me, 
Like you'll be able to hear on buddy yet. Yeah. I think that first weekend when at the big Gav's house we got on the drink and oh, carrying on but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, but they took me off all these anti autoimmune drugs as well. They took me off everything. And <sighs> like six months later, lo and behold it, it bloody the bloody disease came back. So you thought you've beat it, you've gone and celebrated yeah. with your best mate. No, yeah, yeah. I, I celebrated but that wasn't the cause of it. It was no, because no, they took me off these autoimmune drugs to mm. stop this disease coming back. Something had triggered it off again, even though I made me come back. It came back. And when it came back, it was more horrendous than the first time. Oh, you're, f- you're kidding Because me. when it came back, it totally destroyed my kidneys. <sighs> I couldn't piss. I couldn't piss. I couldn't produce urine. So, like, you'd have all this fluid built. If we had a cup of water... They have to take the fluid off in the dialysis. That's what they do. Yeah, yeah. So you might go in there 105 kilo, you come out 100. Mm, within five, five hours. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just get, kept on getting fluid on my lungs and I'd be yeah, gurgling and bloody, oh, mate, it was shocking. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing you one day and you were like a fucking beach balloon. Yeah. Beach ball. You were just massive. Yeah, I had a lot. Yeah, that may have been after the operation, but I uh, have all the drugs they give you, but... Um, yeah, that, that was a sort of dialysis life. Mm, mm. It was, I had some trials and what do you call it? Triumphs, triumphs in it. But yeah. I was only the, I think I was only the second person in 30 years up there at Wansley Dialysis to come off the machines. Yeah, right. And I told them what I was doing, but, you know, conventional doctors, mate, they just think you're talking shit. So yeah, yeah. they'll always put a scientific method to it. Mm. But uh, I'm a strong believer in, in the mental power. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And you know, I still do it today, like, just to keep myself well. Yeah, well, mate, that's why I wanted to get you on today, because I, I didn't know it was that detailed. This is the first time I've ever talked about it in detail. Yeah, right. Uh, that, that's a, I never really told anyone. Well, mate, I'm pretty grateful you've come on to my show. To I, think it's, it. I think it's good for me to get off my chest as well. 100%. Yeah, just, buddy, I do cringe sometimes at the thought of the things that I used to go through. Yeah. yeah. Are you the owner of a company or in management? Do you want to motivate your team, aid their performance, establish well-being and accelerate your bottom line? Sign up as a team and reap the benefits. Email contact at loveyourmindaustralia.com.au with the subject, help my team today. What does your wife Emma mean to you, mate? Oh, yeah. What's she been like? She's been great, like even... As I said in that speech on her 50th there just last weekend, like, she's a good woman. She even picks up dog shit in the yard, mate, you know? <laughs> like, what sort of woman does that, you know? I know, there's not many. Crikey. <laughs> mine does. <laughs> does she? Yeah, only if I don't. She yeah. asks me first. M- mine beats me to it. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying hard to get there, but yeah, yeah. she just always seems to beat me to it. Yeah. I don't know how. <laughs> oh, she loves you to pieces, mate. So, uh, now what, yeah, well, Emma's like been, she used to, I used to do home dialysis and yeah, she used to set the machines up and like I used to do my own needles and it was a bloody horrific time for both of us. Mm, mm. She, she's been through the whole lot. She, she, she was the one that pretty well got me to the hospital with the sepsis. Yeah. You know, that was a pure chance that she, you know, another, the doctor said, another half hour, mate, there's no, there's, no, there's no way in the world I would have come back. Yeah, right. No chance of it. Yep. So Emma saved your life. Yeah, she did. Yep. And, well, she's done it there once with that and then she did it again. Well, that was my next question I wanted to talk to you about. What, what, what makes Emma so unique that she wanted to stand up and save your life a second time? Well, I, I never wanted her to give me a kidney. Right. I said, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. I'll just... I was on the deceased list, so I was waiting, but then I had all my family members, yep. Grant, Joanne, they were all perfect matches. Yep. 
But um, so when they, I got the phone call, they go, oh, you got a perfect six out of six match. Yeah. Like your brother and your sister. Yeah, yeah. I go, that's unreal. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be right here. Mm. Mm. And I got the phone call a week later. No, no, sorry. Knocked them back. Yeah, right. Because got some underlying health issues on Grant and Joanne. Yeah, okay. Yep. So that was a bit, that was a devastating blow. I remember cut cop on the phone call. I thought, ah, that's it. I'm I'm pretty well dead here. Yeah, how many more hits can you take? I thought, um, this is it. I'm I'm a goner. Mm. That was a hard afternoon, that one. In the background, Emma was doing a lot of research research, because Emma's blood was A, positive, and mine's A, negative. Mm. So it's what they call an incompatible transplant. Yeah. So. Through her, like, just determination of trying to make it happen. Yeah. She come to the front and said, look, do all the testing on me. I'm, I'm going to make this happen. And, and they approved her. Fuck. They approved her. But then just before we were going to schedule it, mm. they did another blood test. Yep. And for some reason, my antibodies in my blood went up against a positive blood. Oh, so they no. said, sorry, we can't do it. No. <laughs> we can't do this. Jesus. So I thought, oh, Jesus. Because it was going through COVID, everything had stopped. Yeah. Two years of COVID, no transplants pretty well. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I used to see my mates up there in dialysis, like Jason Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Former Newcastle Knights player. Yeah, he was a good mate of yours, wasn't he? Yeah, we became good mate. I played footy with him actually at Central. Yep. He was a character. Mm. Yeah, we used to sing that song, Treaty Ed, to him. He loved it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, tried to do my Aboriginal language, yeah. but it didn't work. But he thought it was great. <laughs> he you know? loved it, yeah. He, lo- he loved it. But anyway, he's a top bloke, but he, he died of it. Oh, no. Kidney failure. He just d- d- found him dead in his shower. Fuck, no. So, yeah, I seen him. Like, they'll come and go all the time up yeah, there. Yeah, I bet. Oh. Like, I did just say, like, uh, where's uh, Kevin? Mm. Another bloke. Oh, he's gone. He's dead. Yep. Yeah. You know, just drop off like flies but yeah right so it's a common occurrence mm, mm. so towards the end of it all i was getting pretty desperate yeah sure because i was getting uh, pneumonia a lot right because the fluid in my lungs yep and my health in general was just deteriorating like you could i could feel myself like just i just thought oh, i don't think i'm gonna last another six months to be honest wow i thought this is getting pretty bad it's too much now yeah there's a lot of pressure on my heart look it sends your heart a lot of people have heart attacks because of the dialysis yep it softens your heart all the fluid coming off and coming on it's sort of mm. it's what they call it's a soft heart where the heart just becomes like mushy yep you've got no power right there's a thing called paired exchange yep and emma emma got herself on that right so basically what happened was she had to give a kidney mm. so i could get one no way yeah. She gave her kidney to someone else. Right. So I could get off someone else. Yeah, yeah, get it. Well, so it's so called paired exchange, so it's partners. Yep. So what happens is they do it through Australia and New Zealand. Yep. So there could be a kidney in bloody Darwin or someone like that mm. that's uh, good for me. Yep. Then Emma's kidney is good for someone else. And that, when I did get the operation, there was, there was four couples involved. Right. So it was a four-way change. Yep. They don't tell you where it goes. Right. But in my situation, so at 7 o'clock in the morning, yeah, they slice everyone open yep. at the same time to get the kidneys out. <laughs> and they, they do a phone call. So if anyone pulls out, like that, that, that just stuffs the whole exchange. Right. 
So they do it every simultaneously all around Australia, seven o'clock in the morning, bang, next from the first cut. Yep. They take the kidneys and then they just go to where they got to go. Sounds like a horror movie, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Well, Everyone gets executed. The I same had to time. wheel hammer into the bloody, uh, yeah. you know, into the bloody operation thing, yep. and just said good luck. And what a woman. Yeah. So yep. that's the story of Emma. Yeah. Unreal. Mm. Love of your life, hey? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she's a champion. Good friend of the families too. 100%. Skip the Bacardi Breezer on a Friday afternoon and have Todd motivate your team instead. Be motivated to move towards growth mindset and see the results in your team and on your bottom line today. Reach out. Contact loveyourmindaustralia.com.au. So through all that, mate, like I don't know anyone personally or anyone in general that would fight as hard as you have to continue to live and i just want to ask you where do you reckon that comes from i think there are well well i'm not a big edit thing i mean like, i don't want to rave on some this and that but i think from me if mum and dad mm. like big wayne is very resilient character and yeah sort of the way we got brought up and yeah okay so you know, just sort of things like that yep yeah well some of the pods i've done on on it's the way you're raised does have an impact on you as an adult. Mm. Um, and I know I've met Wayne a couple of times, very hard-nosed, but you grew up with a lot of love. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you always loved and shown yeah. the right way. And He gave us a good hiding when we needed it. <laughs> 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 well, he gave Grant plenty because I was always you know, good. Yep. Grant was always the naughty one. Yeah, of course. It's <laughs> still the same, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, let's talk about that. Yeah, um, you're actually a twin. Yeah, yeah, twin. Yeah, yeah. Where, and I, I know Grant really well. What's it like having a twin? I don't really know. It's like having a brother, but mm. he's sort of pretty competitive. Yeah. yeah. Very competitive from birth. Yep. We've had many fist fights when we were younger. Yep. Maybe who was the best surfer? Who was this? Who was that? Just ridiculous things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when, you know, when when, when trouble hits, yeah, we both stick stick together. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now, I've heard, I've heard a couple of good stories, actually, about his growing up together and going back to back in certain places. <laughs> shit, it's the fan, but... Yeah. Pretty amazing, I'd imagine, and uh, I know you speak pretty highly, Grant. And so, what are you doing with yourself now uh, in terms of your training and, and trying to keep away from all this sort of bad health? Because I know you've got your own beliefs about a few things with with health. I just um, since I've had all these sort of near death experiences, I suppose I changed my perspective on life. Of course, yeah, I can imagine. I'm not as intense sort of a character as I used to be. Yeah, um, I'll say what I want to say and do what I want. Yeah. I'm not real worried about money. If I've got, got the money there or if I want to buy something, I'll buy it. Yep. Not worry about the consequences, just to enjoy the yep. every day you can with the health, with the fitness. Um, I do focus on that a lot. Mm, mm. So I think the, definitely physical exercise is a magic uh, pill. Yeah, 100%. Well, it's the first look. part of my well-being. What's the major part? I think physical mm. activity is the most important. Uh, definitely. So I just love just... Training, you know, I do a lot of training with Sakio again. Yep, yep. And just training with Emma as well. Yep. So, so someone told me the other day, and I don't know how true this is, but it's alleged that you can go 25 rounds now with the biggest Sakio in the uh, yeah. in the boxing ring. Is that true? Yeah. This, yeah wow. It's in, fitness has improved dramatically, yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow. That's unbelievable because yeah. I go down to, <laughs> to the fighters down occasionally. Yeah. I'm lucky to do three rounds there with Shane so. I just think, I think we're all I've been through, not being bloody raving on or being a big air, but I, I think I've got mentally tougher. Yeah. So yep. when they're going, you know, when, you, when you're in, under struggle, and you, I just think of it as 
I just look at it as a like a two minute round or a three minute round. It's just seconds, you know. It's only time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, eventually, you'll bloody push through it. Yeah, yeah. It's your mindset, mm. mate. That's that's what it, that's what is is the key message here. Is mm. you're not beaten if you're not beaten in your mind. Yeah, you're only beaten when you give up, aren't you? Hundred percent. And your so. mind can take so much more than what your body can take. Well, I think I think everyone's got it in them, Todd. You know, but yeah, yeah. a lot of people don't get forced into. The situations that I've been forced into, unfortunately for me, yep. I had no choice. It was just, I was just bloody unlucky, as I said before. Yep. Very unlucky, but very lucky at the same time. Things sort of went my way. So how do you feel now these days? Well, I feel bloody great, mate. Yeah. As good as ever? What would you so say? I feel like at, at this present moment, like it's taken me two years to get over the, the operation. Yep. I mean, I got sepsis back again. No. In my, ki- in my new kidney. Fuck. Yeah, I got that. I got pneumonia. I got bloody uh, thing called BK virus, which attacks my kidney as well. Yeah, right. So there's no walk in the park. No. When you get a, a bloody different organ from someone else in your body, you think, that's just not, oh, bang, there you go. Yeah, right. It's taken me two years. Like, I just feel as good as I've ever felt. And do you think you'll go to Gav's in, two, in a week and a half to celebrate the two years? I'm actually going to Greece. Oh, <laughs> of course yeah. you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good. Yeah, me That's and the missus are going on holiday, so I haven't been, like, you know, when all this, this kidney thing happened, I was on my way to New York, so. Yeah, yeah, well. So I just thought, no, we need to bloody. Go re- see a bit of the world and. Redo that and bloody get on this, this plane, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd ask you if you needed someone to carry your bags, but you're pretty strong enough to do that well, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to take my little son, Frank, but. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Oh, I'm sure he'll he'll get more trips down, down the track. Yeah. Well, I've got an interesting story to tell you, though. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. I'd love to hear it. When I was uh, getting wheeled in for the operation, mm-hmm. my, my kidney coming in Esky had a bit flown in. So yep. it took 10 hours to get to Newcastle. Okay. So the anaesthetist is a top bloke, and he goes, oh, he's put some fentanyl in me and all that type of stuff before the operation. What's you know, that? that, that, that? Fentanyl, that's the Michael Jackson juice. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, so I was high as a kite, buddy. Oh, you, yeah. <laughs> you're basically sitting on the bloody thing and he goes, what music do you want to hear? Yeah. And I said, I put on Nothing Else Matters by Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. So I'm like, I'm just, he's, he's banging it out like loud as anything, Nothing Else Matters. What a legend. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I looked over to me left and there was my new kidney sitting on the table. Yeah, right, eh? And that yeah. was an amazing experience for me. Like, Whoa, here, here's this bloody organ yeah. sitting on the table right next to your meter away. And oh, I'm excited. Playing away, playing with it and just tweaking it. And that, that's the last <laughs> thing I remember. <laughs> well, I just thought that was a bloody, that was an amazing experience what for me. What a moment. Yeah. What a moment. And that, so that song, mm. do you play that regularly or do you hear yeah, it? Yeah, that's, that's probably my favourite song, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else matters, eh? Yeah, well, that's true. Mm. Well, I think, so what happens in your life, um, nothing else matters, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right, mate. And uh, it's yeah. A, yeah, it just drives home the power of the mind, too, isn't it? There was one other thing I wanted to ask you before we were, we were to finish up. Um, mm. I heard a pretty interesting story that you told lately. I wouldn't mind hearing it again. What's that one? Just how you met Emma. Just just talk us through how you actually met your, your current wife. Yeah, just go through the processes of how that happened. So you've... Well, I don't know. I'm not going to reveal the... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Now, just tell us what you told me. Uh, told us the other day at the speech. Okay, I'll, I'll tell it. Just, just because you're quite a humorous man too. No, I'll, I'll give you the um, 
version that's not going to be disrespectful yeah, towards of uh, Emma. Well, I wanted to do, I wanted to do the spin classes, you know, the spin cycles. Yep, yep, the bike yeah. classes. The bike classes. So I made a few inquiries around town. Yep. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the fitness uh, revolution is, did it, it at the Gateshead. Is that inquiries or increase? Increase, yeah. Increase, yep. yep. They did it at Gateshead. And um, so I went down there, I was doing a few. I just used to sit up the back, you know, the back row. Yep. And there's a, like, there's a different teachers all the time. And then I think about a couple of weeks into it, and Emma rocked up. She was a teacher. Okay. Yeah, and I thought, gee, well, what a good little sort this bastard is here. <laughs> Sexy little thing, you know. Like, she yeah. was, she's only a little, but she's, she's well packaged. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so, so you've done the class. I've done the classes, and then yeah, Did we never, we never, we, we we had visual. No, I knew her visually. Yeah, I don't know. I, she, apparently, she recognised me, but I was very surprised. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we met at a pub mm. at the Mary Ellen. I know the Mary Ellen. We just cracked up a conversation, and yeah, you know, just what'd you say? Well, I, you know, I actually did say. Yeah, I'll tell you what I said. I didn't, I didn't say this one at the party because I thought it would just drag on too much. Right. But I, after talking to her for a while, I'd, I'd been on my own for a while. Mm. And all I wanted to do was, so I said to her, look, Emma, look, you're a bloody good sort. How about I shout you a trip to Fiji? Yeah. <laughs> I said, no sexual bloody relations required. Yeah. <laughs> I said, it's my, it's my shout. I said, well, just, I just want you to meet up with the bar with me at five o'clock, happy hour every day. Yeah. You can do what you want after that. I just want an hour and a half of your time. And that's yeah. all I want. Yeah, well. I say? just want to have some good female companionship on a nice little holiday because I just wanted a break from from all the bullshit I'd been through. Of course, yeah, yeah. And she said, "Oh shit, yeah, I'll go." So yeah. that's how that started. We ended up going to Port Douglas, actually. But oh yeah, probably better anyway. She did make me a big batch of pumpkin soup. Mm-hmm. Left it on the front counter, and <laughs> I'm walking out of the gym and said, "Oh, Rob, this friend, friend." Uh, the lady down there said, oh, Rob, there's a big pumpkin soup here for you, and I love me pumpkin soup. Yeah, right. So she knew that from the trip. I don't think she... No, we did, hadn't been on the trip. Oh, This right. was before the trip. Okay. So I'm going back and forth here a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hang on. This is so I've got the pumpkin soup, soup, put a bit of cracked pepper in, and yeah, yeah. mate, I was in me bloody element, you know? How much cracked pepper do you think? Well, I, I gave it a generous helping, because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do love his cracked pepper. <laughs> i got to jump in. I've, I've had pumpkin soup with Rob, and uh, if there's any pepper on the table, they won't be there for long. <laughs> he uses a lot. <laughs> What is it about the pepper, mate? I don't know. It just just a, makes it, doesn't it? Bit of a bit of a kick to it. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's how we all started. And uh, I, I know sometimes I actually feel sorry for Emma. Yeah. For all the bullshit I put her through. Mm, mm. To be honest, I thought imagine if like sliding door moment she met someone else and uh, yeah. didn't have to go for it. I used to apologise her all the time, mate. Did because, you? Oh, about this dialysis of and course. Yeah. all the crap and all the bloody. But yeah, you know, now we're we've come out of it. Mm. I mean, buddy, good elf now. Best I've been in years. So yeah. I'm looking after myself. She's going well too, Emma. She yeah. suffered a bit of mental problems, I think, due to once it all had settled down. She yeah. had, had just caught up with her. Yep, yep. And she was quite unwell there for a while. Just with the mental health stuff. Yeah, she was, a, but she's come out of that as well, and then yeah, she's yeah. bloody fitter than ever. Yeah, I guess. So, uh, I guess with all the stuff that you were going through, it's yeah. no one really thinks too much about the uh, your partner focuses on you yeah. you get more but no one actually sees what they're going through that's right and i, I caught up this the other day and you were, you were nice enough to share us a bit of thai food from the uh the, the thai restaurant and uh mm. we had a little glass of red wine and um I remember walking away and and i thought to myself that's as that's as healthy as i've seen emma mm. 
mentally and, and the way she, you can just tell you know when you look at someone all the color in their face and how you know vibrant that she looked but uh it's definitely the healthiest and most positive um i've seen you as well you know like it's mm. like it's like everything now is completed for you yeah i think the pendulum swung yeah like I, had, yeah. I was on the wrong end of it for a while but now it's coming back in our favor so you just gotta mm. not take it for granted yep and i'm not getting not getting uh, lazy or or you know take taking not things for you know still doing all the things i've got to do yep and you got to take you know with the kidney all your medications and all just so that mindset's there to just I'm not going to get carried away myself. Yeah, sure. Because anything can happen, but yep. I'm just enjoying it at the moment, you know. So Yeah, yeah. So basically what you've explained to me in a way is what I'm teaching is you've created a well-being model to a degree yourself. So you know what you've got to do each day to survive. Mm. You know what boxes you need to tick to get yourself up and moving and you challenge yourself daily just to, to keep fighting on and that. You know, I still do the hyperbaric chamber, the bloody acupuncture, still let me juices in the mornings like celery and lemons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try it pretty healthy through the week and I think if you, if you do all those things, you're going to give yourself every chance. A better chance, yeah, for sure. To succeed and for a long-term life. That's what I believe in, just do these little things. Yeah. And it all sort of adds up. Yeah, for sure. That just there is a, a real trial to triumph and, and, a, and a growth mindset to keep believing that you can still survive. And no matter what the odds, you've risen. And uh, mm. it's a real credit to you, mate. I'm really honoured and privileged that you came onto the show today. And, and I'm grateful for your support and helping me get up oh, and I've, running. I've enjoyed the speech. Todd Ennis from Trials to Triumph. We hope you've enjoyed this yarn and got something out of it to mull over. We think you're a star. So give us five. (laughs) (laughs) Or a high five. Wherever you listen. I love it. I love it.